Hello, Singapland. Today is September 20, what, 24th? This is episode 28 of Singap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing. I'm going to move through a lot of stuff as fast as I can. I want to start by correcting something I said last week. Last week, I talked about all the work we're doing on clinical trials, all the work we're doing in Citizen, which you should sign up for, by the way, and, and all the ways in which this work is focused on making it easier for the first person to get a therapy developed, to get from therapy works in lab to dosing therapy in patient. And the difference between the space between those things is clinical trial design, natural history study, and, and executing a trial as fast as possible, getting therapies into kids, showing the FDA it works, getting it approved. And what I said last week is we don't care who wins the race, we just want them to get through the end of the race faster. And the correction, somebody called me and they said, Mike, you said this, but you meant this, and they're right. We want the first person to get there to get through faster. That is still true. And we want the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. We want everybody who's developing a therapy for Syngap-1 to get through the regulatory approvals and the trials at the end as fast as possible. And this is what we're spending money on. This is important for two reasons. Number one, it's important because the, the funds that are donated to Syngap-1 are, are enabling, right? They're, they're making clinical trials be more efficient. And so we're helping a lot of people. It's really the smartest way we as a family community can spend money, right? So we want you to know as donors, we're spending money on smart things. But, but two, it's a good reminder that it's not going to be one therapy. There's going to be multiple therapies for our kids, right? There's going to be ASOs, which are, which are, anyway, I'm not going to explain it all right now. There's going to be ASOs, there's going to be AAVs, there's going to be small molecules, there's going to be other stuff that is, 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 is just sort of next level. And, and, it's, and, and then you've got to stop and think for a second. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. So we already have a pretty complicated community, right? We have kids who are high-functioning. We have kids who are low-functioning. We have kids with missense mutations. We have kids with intronic mutations. We have kids with regular protein truncating variants, which is frame shift and nonsense. And, and, and we have this, we're already starting to learn a lot about our population. And now we're going to have all of that plus the post-intervention population. The what? All of those kids, all of those different subtypes. And then some kids will have had this therapy and some kids will have that, that therapy and some kids won't have qualified for therapy, God forbid. And so they'll, they'll, they'll still be sort of you know, untreated. What's that going to look like? Sort of a mind bender. But, but the, the thing that's a safe bet is this community is going to get even more complicated, right? Our kids are going to get even more nuanced. And therefore, our community needs to be even stronger to support each other and to support and care for those children who grow up into adults, by the way. But they're still our kids. It's very, very complicated. So yeah, good correction last week. Thanks for that, JR. The work we're doing is to make everybody who develops a therapy get through the end faster because there's a lot of heartbreaking stories of people who've developed therapies, designed trials incorrectly, and done things in such a way that it either took too long to get a therapy to a kid or they, or they weren't able to get regulatory approval because they didn't understand the disease well enough so they didn't design a good trial, which is why the data in Citizen is so essential. And if you're in a, a U.S. parent and you haven't signed up for Citizen, citizen.com slash Syngap1 is the most important thing you can do to help, um, to help us cure Syngap. Help, let's gather the data. It's going to be anonymized. No one will know it's yours. Let's get it all in one place and let's really help researchers and companies understand this disease and design clinical trials. Speaking of clinical trials, big shout out to Dr. Connie Smith-Hicks. 
Dr. Connie Smith-Hicks is at the Kennedy Krieger Institute at Johns Hopkins. She's on our scientific advisory board. We really, we really like Connie. She was, she was the person who presented to the FDA on our behalf for the ICD-10 code. And she just put out a cool paper that talked about how Syngap uh, sleep is, is really brutal. And she thanked SRF for helping recruit patients in that paper. Thanks for that, Dr. Smith-Hicks. But more importantly, aside from pointing out that sleep is, is brutal and putting some numbers behind that, she suggested at the end of the paper that um, sleep could be a good clinical trial endpoint. Very good point, right? A lot of our kids have trouble with sleep. They have trouble falling asleep and they have trouble um, and they wake up at weird times. Many of them are on so many meds, this, 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 this becomes less of an issue, which is another problem, right? When you're in clinical trials, you already got a kid who's heavily medicated, and now you got to find something to measure to see if this other intervention is working. This is tricky. But she suggested sleep could be a, cl a, a clinical trial endpoint, and I really like that idea, and I'm grateful um, that Dr. Smith-Hicks put in the time to write that paper. So, so thanks very much for that, Dr. Smith-Hicks, and really excited to think about this. This idea of post-intervention, right? I, it's not just a, a theory. I was in a meeting with the people at Combined Brain. So SRF sits on, on the board of Combined Brain. Combined Brain is, is a group of rare diseases that are working together to move as fast as possible to make things happen for our disease. One of those things is the study at Duke on the ORCA. The ORCA is a scale to test kids with Angelman. Angelman and Syngap are similar in some ways, phenotypically. And so um, the 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 grant from the FDA to Duke in partnership with Combined Brain is to expand the ORCA to see if we can work for Syngap-1. So as part of that, I mentioned to you a couple weeks ago, I made a presentation to the team at Duke to help them understand the, um, the way our kids communicate. So I got the recording back of that presentation and I shared it with the families. And I said, this is what I said about your kids. And they were like, Mike, this is actually pretty good. You should share this. I'm like, you guys don't mind me sharing this? I said, no, please share it. They all said, no, please share it. So what I did is I took that 17-minute presentation and I put it in the blog about the Duke Orca. So if you're like, what, Mike, all these words, go to the Syngap Research Fund website, syngapresearchfund.org, click on blog. You'll see an article there about Orca. Open that. Boom. Me presenting to the team at Duke about Syngap 1 and about these other kids. So if you're curious to learn about other kids and you're curious how to think about communication in Syngapians, go check out that that video. It was it was pretty good, actually. And it was really just an internal dry run, but we've decided to share it because I, I think it's I think it's a, a decent presentation. Um couple of shout-outs, things coming up I gotta talk to you about. Next week, Global Genes is having their um, annual rare patient advocacy summit. Global Genes is Global Genes is the very best group in rare disease, and their summit is the one event you should go to every single year. If you have Syngap One, you're a rare. You're not just a Syngap One parent. You're a rare disease parent, and there's a community of rare disease parents. And there's no sense in reinventing the wheel, right? And by the way, none of you need to get knighted or blessed or invited to be a patient advocate. If your kid has Syngap One, be a patient advocate. Get in there. Get into the fray. Come to the conference. Let us know what you want to do. Use SRF as a way to do it right? Use SRF as a way to do it. SRF is a public charity that we created so that the next one, two, ten, a hundred, a thousand Syngap parents who show up and say, I want to do X. We're like, come on in. Water's fine. It's a big tent here. So, but the where, the where you go to understand what you can do and what's possible and how patient advocacy works, honestly, is these conferences. Good news, the conference is virtual this year. So you don't have to get on a plane. You don't have to go anywhere. Normally in San Diego, it's very nice, but this year you can just go online and you can watch these presentations, which are going to be excellent. 
and you're going to meet other people in chat rooms and you're going to learn, oh, wow, they did that. I could do that. I'm going to call Mike. I'm going to say, Mike, I want to do that for SRF. And Mike's going to say yes, because Mike's a yes kind of guy. Check it out. Global Genes Rare Patient Advocacy Summit. It's next week. They are the best. If you go to anything, go to them. Um, also next week, we're doing a presentation on Simon Searchlight in Espanol. If you're like, wait, what's Simon Searchlight? And you speak Spanish, you should go to that. If you don't speak Spanish, don't worry, we'll do it in English. But we have a close working relationship with Simon Searchlight. We are excited to work with them, and that's going to be really cool. Another thing that happened this week, we have a wonderful mom, Kelly McIntosh. You can learn about her son, Kyle, in my presentation to Duke, by the way. And Kelly has an Etsy store, and she's a calligrapher, and she's just a wonderful person. And she put out a coloring book for special needs parents, because sometimes life is stressful, and you just need to color. And so, links in the show notes. Go buy a copy of Kelly's book. It's 10 bucks. It's a cool little coloring book. Buy a special needs parent for a special needs parent, which is you. Buy the book. Really, really, um, we really love that Kelly's in this community. And she does some amazing YouTube videos about her and Kyle, which are just, just a wealth of information about Syngap, by the way. Cannonballs in 11 days. Remember, we have Brett, Peter, and Kevin, who are going to drive from New York to, D- uh, to LA, and they're going to live stream the entire thing. They're going to live stream the entire thing, three-day drive in a Tesla, online, nonstop. I don't think anyone's done this before, with with a goal of raising at least $100,000 for the Rare Base grant um, to help all of our kids. So thank you, Brett and company. And if if you're listening to this, put that on your calendar, October 6th. It's going to be amazing. Also, the the Karen Lieb Gala is in 28 days in New Jersey. If you're anywhere near New Jersey, go to that. It's super important to connect with other families. Last thing I want to point out, there's one more link in the show notes, syngap.fund slash GNP for great nonprofits. Great nonprofits is just a, a rating. It's like Yelp for nonprofits. And if you've enjoyed this podcast or SRF has done anything useful to you, please go to that click through and give us a five-star rating on great nonprofits because that's a way for other people to, to learn about SRF and be like, hey, maybe I should talk to these guys. So I want to thank everybody who's done that. We, we just got rated a top nonprofit in 2021, and I want to keep that up for 2022, 23, 24, 25, etc. So please give us a rating on great nonprofits, something easy you can do today to help SRF. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Got any questions? Mike at SyncAppResearchFund.org. Take care.